Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Known as Hoopball Hawks, we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm yours, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on January 3rd, 2022. We have a new year upon us. The Hawks ended the year in great fashion, and hopefully that carries over into the new year where they have a West Coast road trip that starts tonight. In Portland, so a late night for the Atlanta crowd as they have to watch a West Coast game. And the next several games will be on the West Coast. We're going to talk about that trip. The unfairness conversation as far as COVID and Hawks still playing games with their G League roster, essentially. And how I think they're going to right the ship here since we've got some people back from health and safety protocols. We're going to talk about all this. After this plug. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future like i said earlier free band free band all right and we are back there's been a lot of discussion on hawks twitter about just the unfairness that the hawks have received in the midst of this outspread of covid throughout the league and nba so many games have been postponed yet and i know the the nba is trying to not postpone a lot of games they're, 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 they're doing what they're supposed to do. But it is to the dismay and to the disadvantage of the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks have only had one game postponed due to COVID. And it was that matchup with Cleveland and Atlanta that never happened a couple weeks ago. But since then, the Hawks have had an 
a surge of COVID hit their locker room and they have to continue to sign player after player after player, call up people from the G League. And essentially, the Hawks have a G League team out there and they're still telling the Hawks to go out there and play. Bare minimum of players, no stars at time. Um, it gives them people some opportunity and people have really, you know, shined in that opportunity, even though it's been in losing efforts, um, i.e. Cam Reddish. Uh, Oliver has looked well, but, oh, and Hill, Malcolm Hill's looked good as well. Sean D. Brown as well, so I, I got to give them all credit. I got to give the Hawks credit, even though they haven't won, that they've gone out, played with effort, and done the best with what they have. And, you know, we got that win in Philly. That was great. The win in the 2021 versus Cleveland on the road. Those are those games on the road. Those were very impressive wins, but it's been tough sledding. And people down here in Atlanta are saying, what's up, NBA? What you got against Atlanta? And Atlanta has always had that. And I've learned since moving down here, it's a us against the world mentality. Atlanta is a very unique place, a very special place. You know, I enjoy being here. You know, even though they pick on me for being a Saints fan, you know, the Falcons fans, which <laughs> that's going to be a big game on Sunday. I can't wait for that Saints-Falcon matchup here in Atlanta. Woo! But it's certainly an us-against-the-world mentality. And the NBA is just fueling that right now. They have not looked out for the Hawks like they've looked out for other teams. It's evident. They have not looked out for the Hawks when it comes to fouls called in games. Um, and the list goes on. People just feel like the NBA keeps sliding the Hawks. And I see it. I agree that there's something there. But I'm not going to feed fully into it because I think something's going to come from this. I think the Hawks are going to look back at this. The players who were out. We're going to look back at this and say, all right, bet. They already knew that nothing was going to be given to them after the success they had last year. It was, it was evident to start the year that they weren't going to give the Hawks anything. They gave them national televised games, but they gave them one of the hardest schedules to start the season as well. They have not given them fouls in games. It's been some unfavorable things that have happened towards the Hawks as far as with COVID and scheduling of games. And I'm going to briefly talk about the games. I mean, the game before the Cleveland game, obviously we, we lost to Chicago here in Atlanta, shorthanded. I mean, Trey Young was back, first game back, and scored, you know, the points that Trey Young does, but they did, did not have the horses to compete with DeMar DeRozan and Levine and the others on the Chicago Bulls. Same thing two nights after that when they traveled up to Chi-Town to take on the Bulls. And, again, they were outmatched. Six players in double digits for the Bulls. Trey Young had 26 and 11 assists. Capella with 18 points, 15 rebounds. Reddish had 14 points. Uh, him and Trey Young had rough shooting nights percentage-wise that night. But, you know, Sean D. Brown looked good. Oliver has been looking good in his minutes, as I mentioned before, and so has Malcolm Hill. Uh, Brown had 16 that night, and Oliver and Hill had 13 apiece. Effort has not been in question for these Hawks because a lot of people who've been playing sees 
are seizing the opportunity. They know that, hey, we're not the traditional players. We're going to go out and we're going to give the best effort that we can to showcase our skills. And they've done that. So I'm going to give them credit definitely for that. And they've been playing with effort on both ends, even though they've been outmatched. So the Chicago games, yeah. I mean, we were out. We were severely undermanned. We're going to see them again. We're going to see them again with everybody back. So I'm not even tripping off those Chicago games. But it sucks that neither game with the low number of players available for the Hawks were even in discussion to be postponed or moved. Which, you know, feeds into the narrative that Hawks fans have been talking about just how unfair it has been. And then they go on to play Cleveland and come from behind to win the game in a very great performance. That was, again, a great way to end 2021. 40-point third quarter. Hawks were down 16, flipped the script on them, and then they came back, finished things out in the fourth quarter, two win behind 35 points from Trey Young. Capella, 18 points in a season-high 23 rebounds. He was a monster on the glass. It was like he was the only one out there rebounding at times. They could not do anything with him as far as the Cleveland Cavaliers are concerned. And they were both crucial because Reddish went out 10 minutes, you know, into his, obviously his minutes he's played in that game. He only played 10 minutes and went out with an ankle injury. He struggled from the field before then, but got hurt and he was out. So people had to step up as well outside of Trey Young and Capella. And we've seen from the last several games, Capella and Trey Young have done their thing, but they didn't have that, crazy third score or a slew of players and double digits to really help them or just sustained defensive effort, not effort, but keeping people out of the paint, doing things defensively to prevent the other team from scoring because the other team was, you know, close to full strength and we're not. And it was great in that matchup on New Year's Eve versus the Cleveland Cavaliers to see my man from LSU, Skylar Mays, step up with 19 points, four three-pointers, which he's been working on that three-point shot. He was crucial in that game. Lou Wilk, back from health and safety protocols, had 14. Uh, Awundu, 12 and 6 that night. Oliver with 10. Brown with 9. Team effort, Herculean effort. It was just great to see the Hawks, who were trailing to a Cleveland Cavaliers team that I think took their foot off the pedal. Even though Trey Young and Capella were on the floor, they probably took the Hawks for granted because they had so many other of their players out. And the Hawks certainly said, all right, bet, run that. And that was a step in the right direction. On the road against a team in Cleveland that we have struggled against the last few years. We have struggled against Cleveland the last few years. And I, they just play hard because Cleveland plays hard. But we caught them slipping, and we got that dub to end 2021. And as I said, I think that win is going to spur something for the Hawks. The slight, as far as the NBA towards the Atlanta Hawks with COVID and not accommodating the Hawks in the midst of their outbreak with COVID, with scheduling and all that, Hawks are certainly getting players back. They sat back and watched their team fight and claw, lose, but win two really important games in the midst of this stretch of their COVID outbreak. And 
I, I expect these players to come back hungry and angry about how the league has treated the Atlanta Hawks. It's no secret. Players probably are fully aware of it. Nate McMillan is currently out with health and safety protocols. Hawks are not thrilled about how the NBA has treated them to start the year. And at, and there's points where the Hawks have not done themselves any favors. But in others, it's just been a lot of bad luck and then just flat-out mistreatment. And now, when you list the players who are coming back, like we already said, Capella, Lou Will, Trey Young, back. Now, we have Kevin Herter back. We have Ogeko Okongwu back. As I mentioned, Lou Will, he's already back. Gallo is back. TLC is back. Cam Reddish is probable for tonight's contest with that right ankle sprain. That is one, two, three, four, five, six players. Six players that are going to be back who are rotational players or, yeah, all these players are rotational players for the Hawks. And then you get Reddish back in the mix. Hunter, who's getting close to that eight-week timetable, we can expect him probably in the next few weeks coming back. The Hawks still have Bogey out, John Collins out, Gorgie Jang out, Ellison, who they signed out, and then Jalen Johnson due to health and safety protocols. But the Hawks are getting closer to full strength. And tonight, when they take on Portland, Portland is going to be without Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Nurkic, Cody Zeller, and Infantry Simons. They're all out. And right now the Hawks are favorite. But we know, forget the spread, forget who the favorite is. Each game in the NBA is going to be tough. You got to bring it. The fact that the Hawks have more players tonight that can bring it, on top of the players who have been playing, who are still probably going to be on this roster. And then you have Capella having a great performance who should dominate with a pretty thin front court for Portland. Looking at the players who are out, he should dominate. Okongo will be back. He's going to be healthy. Gallo's going to be back. So we have some front court depth back. We have TLC and Herter back. So we have some wing depth. Reddish, if he can be healthy for tonight, that's going to be great as well. I expect the Hawks to, I mean, it's going to be, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. No, I don't think so. It's going to be one of those games where they're trying to incorporate everybody back, be cognizant of what symptoms they had, monitoring, conditioning, and they're going to work through some things. So it may not be pretty. I do expect the Hawks to win tonight and kind of get things going in the right direction. And then they will continue that West Coast road trip heading down to the state of California to take on the Sacramento Kings. And the Sacramento Kings have certainly been struggling as well, along with the Blazers. The Blazers and the Kings have both been struggling this year, um, but certainly not teams to overlook at all. So they'll take on Portland tonight here on Monday, then Wednesday, travel down to the Kings. So they have a couple days. They'll get a game under their belt. I expect... You know, the Kings to play hard, as they always do, because they can beat some people with the players that they have on that team. But I expect it to be another game where the Hawks have to continue to incorporate everybody who will be back, who is back, 
and continue to build continuity to get ready for this push through January, February to the All-Star break and then make that final push closer and closer to playoffs when they start. Because the Hawks, they will be back in the playoff seeding. And I expect them to be past the play-in tournament seeds when it's all said and done. But it's going to start on this West Coast road trip. This West Coast road trip is going to be huge for the Hawks. Two games, Portland and Kings. I'm not going to say inferior opponents because we've been struggling as well. But two opponents that they certainly have an opportunity to win and to get some things right before they play another Friday night ESPN game against the Lakers in Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as Staples. I'm going to call it Staples. Staples. But they get two games to kind of get right and get some players back before they take on the Lakers, who the Lakers are certainly frustrated with how their season has started and certainly is not going to be a gimme game at all. I mean, when you have the king on the other side, it's not going to be a gimme. And I think Anthony Davis is still going to be out for the Lakers. No, as of right now, they have no injured players. So no injured players listed for tomorrow's game against the Sacramento Kings. So the Kings, that's a fun note. The Kings will be playing the Hawks on the second night of a back-to-back. And they have to travel. So that's something the Hawks can certainly take advantage of as well. So interesting how this West Coast trip is lining up. Portland with a lot of players out. Chance for the Hawks to get right. They take on the Kings who will be on the second night of a back-to-back and have to travel back up to Sacramento. And then you got to take on the Lakers. It's going to be a very pivotal week for the Hawks in this little stretch here. I'm excited to... Obviously, I'm probably going to hit you back after that Kings game to preview that Lakers game on Friday night on ESPN. So another opportunity for the Hawks to hopefully get some players back and showcase why they are getting these games. They have not shown it prior to Friday night that they deserve these national televised games, even though they did from the success from last year, but they have to have success this year. So they're going to have to do something to let the people know, hey, the Hawks, they have an opportunity to get back to where they were last year, but it's going to be a grind. And like I said, this week is pivotal. And after they take on the Lakers on Friday, on Sunday, they're going to stay in L.A. to take on the Clippers. And then after they take on the Clippers, they're going to have a few days off, but travel back here to Atlanta to take on the Miami Heat two games in a row. They'll take on the Miami Heat here in Atlanta on Wednesday, January 12th. And then on Friday, January 14th, they'll fly down to Miami to take on the Heat. So the Heat two games in a row. And then after that, they're going to welcome the New York Knicks with a fully healthy team, hopefully by then, to State Farm Arena. So if the Hawks can get right on this West Coast road trip before they return home to finally end this home losing streak against some pretty good opponents that they should be up for, then the Hawks will get pointed in the right direction. So I'm excited to see what they do on this West Coast road trip. I'm excited to see everybody back. Drink your coffee, you know, set your alarm for the next day so you don't oversleep and miss work or whatever your engagement is on Tuesday because we're going to have some late night, Monday night hoops on the West Coast. And it's going to be fun to see people get back 
and see what they can do against Portland and how they look. And then take on the Kings, Lakers, Clippers, so forth, before they return home to Atlanta. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. You know the drill. Share it with Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans. Doesn't matter. Put them on to this program as the Hawks are, I think, a New Year's resolution. They're going to turn it around, and I think we're going to start seeing the Hawks play a lot better basketball now. And that sense of urgency is going to be there since these players had to sit out with COVID. Now they're hungry to get back on the court, and I can't wait to see them eat on the floor. For more news and more on our program here, follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That's at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett, 67 on Twitter. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. I hope you guys have a wonderful start to your new year, and I hope the Hawks have a wonderful start to the new year as well when they get a dub up in Rose City. Let's go, Hawks.